We, we need a catchphrase. need a headline. No, we already went over this. Stop. You're <laughs> wrong, and you need to apologize to everyone, including the listeners. No, not need a catchphrase. I'm not apologizing. No. We need a catchphrase. We do need a catchphrase, but we also need a headline. We need a catchphrase. Headline, headline is we need a no, catchphrase. We need a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our name is Dumb Comic Creators. We need a catchphrase is our catchphrase. Headline we is don't have a catchphrase. we need a catchphrase. No, we need a catchphrase <laughs> is not a catchphrase. It's saying what we need. It's I think like it, a- I think it, this week it's our catchphrase. I I think uh, that's what I want it to be. Okay, you're wrong, but that's because that's not it. It's me asking a question. It's me making a statement. That's not our catchphrase. We need a catchphrase. But our podcast could make a statement by saying we need a catchphrase. That could be more about us. A way for people to enter into this. What? You're ruining the joke. Am I ruining it by You're explaining it? it? Yeah. Ru- really? That's how it works? Yes. Yes. You don't go like in excruciating detail explaining why a joke's funny. You've just ruined this for everyone. No, 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 no. See? Yeah. You're like, the person usually, that stands up. You're like the person this, that stands up during a concert. You're ruining it for everyone. Yeah, well, sometimes you need to see better. I do that all the no, time. <laughs> you sit down so everyone can see. By standing up, you're ruining it for everyone. Yeah, some people like to stand. Yeah, it's not yeah. how you. It's not how you experience concerts. Wait, are you the one guy at the concert who's sitting even though everyone's standing? <laughs> yeah, I'm going sit down. You're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> you're that guy. Okay, I'm that guy. That's hilarious. Who are we? We're the dumb concreters. And we need a catchphrase. We do and, need a catchphrase. And news story, we need a catchphrase. Heads, headline is, for this episode, we need a catchphrase. Next, yeah, we do need a catchphrase. That's why I asked you for one. And, you, you, and you are, you are. I'm Eric Schwartz. And I am. Keegan Shiner. And what are we doing? Podcasting. And who are we? Podcasters. And what's the name of our podcast? Dumb Comic Creator. You already we, said that. Yeah. Why? Why are you leading me? I was trying to lead you this. No, time. because less. Because every time you lead me, you're like, "We don't need a catchphrase." I'm like, "No, we do need a catchphrase," and this is causes problems and issues because you're the one that's insisting we don't need one, despite the fact that we do. All right, let's get to our guest. He's been waiting mm-hmm. <laughs> patiently, like a saint. <laughs> Very patiently, because I'm a moron and couldn't figure out how to stream to Twitch. Technology's uh, hard. Yes. So, who's our guest this week, Eric? We have Jared Throne, who is the author uh, of Heaven of Heavy Kill. Are you also the illustrator as well, or just the author? Yes, he's the illustrator. Yep. yep. Oh, nice. He did it all. A man of multi talents. There's <laughs> there's one name on the book. Yes, right. I, I was why I was wanting to make sure I didn't know if there's like somewhere hidden like in the bottom right corner and be like and edited by or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw artists. They don't need credit. Right. <laughs> How do I pay my artists in exposure? It was somebody that I met on Fiverr. I didn't think he'd want credit. Yeah. yeah. My money was his credit. <laughs> That's right. Work for pay. That worked out great for comic yeah. creators back in the day. Yeah. Nothing ever happened bad. No. Do you think you could run a successful graphic design business by getting clients and then hiring people off of Fiverr to do the work? I think you could run a business that <laughs> way. Yeah, that's, 
and just pretending to be a graphic designer. I'm not saying that you you do that in any way. I just it (laughs) it just sparked my my creativity. I I only do that with my comics. I pretend to make them, and I Uh, I see, I see. Okay. So so what you're saying right now, you're admitting right now, literally nothing was done by Jared Throne. We have an exclusive. I'm we have an mastermind. So that's (laughs) I don't know what else you. Who else could be more important? You sat in uh, like the Captain Picard's chair of the spaceship and be like, you, draw this. You, write that. Yeah, exactly. actually did nothing. It's like a producer slash director. Uh-oh. Your, your comic has frozen in my brow. In, I, uh, yeah. It's, it's frozen on maybe there's still hope somewhere. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is a hilarious panel to be frozen on. Uh-oh. Um. So, Jared, how did you get started with this project? And is this your first graphic novel? Yeah, this is my first full-length graphic novel. Okay. Um, I got started on it. Well, I got started on it a long time ago, like five or six years ago. I was writing down ideas for this, just sort of the basic premise. I liked it, and I was kind of doing research on stuff or whatever, just reading a ton of Wikipedia pages. Um, but I didn't think I was going to draw it. I was just trying to write something. Uh, and then once COVID hit, I started working a lot more on my art. And um, yeah, I was kind of running through a few stories. And I felt like this one just stuck out with me the most. And I, I wanted to learn how to make a graphic novel. And I wanted to, uh, yeah, draw it and see how it went. So cool. Uh, was there like, any inspiration to the story? Um... I guess because honestly, like for the like when I first read this comic, I thought this was like a, I thought this was the you know the game like werewolf or whatever like where you have a group of people and they're voting on who the werewolf is. I Uh, I played something similar to that, yeah. Yeah, I thought honestly, I I thought that was where you were going with it because it kind of like kind of a murder mystery thing. Yeah, kind of a murder mystery thing because there was very much like people were dying and yeah, oh, this is a werewolf, and then it kind of weird in a different direction in a good way. So not to spoil it, but. No, um, I used to know like, there was like inspiration, like that was like your starting off point, or you went somewhere else. Um, uh, well, this isn't going to be anything like what you just said, but I did get a lot of inspiration, as weird as it sounds, from uh, like Zelda and RPGs and stuff, like just going to those little tiny towns that are just self sustaining and it's just a few people and it's a small community. I just think it's a really interesting structure. Um, so that was a big influence on this heading. Uh, obviously, Zelda's not scary per se or anything, but um, yeah. And in terms of the other stuff, I just I like scary stuff. I like stuff that makes you think and um, that's spooky. And uh, so I, I thought it would be kind of interesting to mix those two. And I feel like the setting, uh, at least from my perspective, is one of the more unique things about the book in, in this type of genre. So yeah, I mean, it was all. And as you put it, one small town. So it definitely yeah. kind of had like a very much uh, isolation, scary vibe to it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely what I was going for. How did you get started drawing comics? Um, so I love comic books, obviously. Um, and I was reading Spider-Man as like as a kid. I had these old black and white reprints of the 60s comics um so that's that's what I used to read over and over again and I used to draw uh you know crummy little photocopied stuff when I was really young drew a lot um and as I got older I just 
got more into design and digital art and things like that. Um, but I didn't really have enough confidence to be like, oh, I should draw comics. I had written stuff and, and gotten other people to draw it and worked with them on a few books. Um, but like I said, I, COVID hit and I had extra time and um, I bought an iPad and an Apple Pencil and started started working some more and trying some different techniques and kind of utilizing the things that I'm good at uh, in terms of design and, and knowing how computers work uh, to kind of get to where I'm at. So once I started feeling like, oh, this doesn't look terrible, I, I kind of like some of this stuff. I, I started cranking a lot faster and more working a lot harder trying to get good at it and get a get a good grasp on how I wanted to make stuff but I've always loved comics and I always have loved making things and I've you know off and on written comics for the last like 10 years or something just you know in between work and that kind of thing and you've drawn them as well or or uh, I drew some, a lot of them I've got other people to draw until the last oh, couple okay. of years. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. What Did, made you decide to start drawing them yourself? Uh, money. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very uh, true. No, we've yeah, opened produced comics. It's expensive to hire uh, Fiverr. Yeah. Uh, or, or just in general, anyone. Yeah. yeah, it is expensive. It's, it's tough to find people that, you know, want to work long-term on something big. Um, but there was a couple of things. Um, I'm just sort of a driven person. I play a lot of music and I've done music all by myself and recorded by myself and I've recorded with bands. And there's something just interesting about working on your own and being able to hold something and be like, I'm the only person that helped put this thing together. Um, obviously there's great stuff about collaborating as well, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I wanted to have more control of the creative process and more control over the pacing of the production, like being able to know when things were going to get done and how quickly they were going to get done. Um, and, uh, and just seeing other artists that influenced me that I, you know, were drawing and writing their own stuff. And I just think it's a, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, like more direct way to enter the medium. Did you, find it overwhelming at any point well while you were working on the like a graphic novel which is like i don't know it's how many pages 250 yeah six or so 250 ish i mean there's yeah. a few like chapter breaks and stuff did um, you, sorry no uh, did ahead. you have this did you have the story self-contained like did you know like where it was going from the beginning or was that kind of like did you start have a starting off points and kind of let it go wherever it went or did you kind of like have a starting off point and a finishing point in mind uh i outlined the whole thing in um 2020 so i i outlined all the beats of it i didn't write scripts but i did have all the chapters broken down um so i wrote scripts as i was drawing uh and then my goal for 2021 was to draw the whole thing um so I drew a lot in 2021. Uh, and in terms of it being overwhelming, I don't know, it's interesting. There were days, because I was drawing five pages a week was the goal, Monday through wow. Friday. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a lot. So there were times where I was excited because you would see things come together. And I had a few friends that I was like sending stuff to consistently. And um, But there were definitely days like, you know, it's like June and you're like, 
man, I've drawn like 70 pages and I'm not halfway done. Like, what is my life right now? Um, and it's, yeah. yeah, it can definitely feel like a lot sometimes, but, uh, but I'm, I'm stoked that I got it done, you know, and that was kind of the first initial goal was just to be able to get it done and say like, I did this thing and I wrote this book. Um, is that just, it feels like an, uh, I don't know, an accomplishment, you know? Yeah. How many, how many hours on a average page, like not an action, not a heavy, heavy detail. Yeah. Like how many, how many hours for one page? Uh, it's usually between like mm, six and eight, sometimes oh, a little yeah. less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I space things out too. Like I wouldn't do them all in one shot. You know, I do lettering or tones or whatever at different times. Oh, so. okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And this was like, just based on quarantine you're you're at home you have to find something to do um yeah I mean I knew it was the type of thing that I wanted to do but like I said once I started working on art and felt more confident about it I was like well this is the time to do it my job switched to work from home so I didn't have a commute anymore or you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah I was like if there was a time to do it this is it because I got the time and the and the and the space so to speak, you know. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's like uh, we had like a mini renaissance, I think. Like so many people started their projects that year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like there's a lot more art and content out right now than I think there was. Yeah, that's true. I mean, people that always wanted or felt that like they were always like need the oomph or the push to go do their own thing finally got the push when they realized now's a good time as any might as well get it done yeah yeah kind of a weird side effect of everything so where did you learn to draw like how did you get into drawing just in general um definitely copying comics when i was a kid um okay. and then uh i kind of gave up on it a little bit because i felt like everybody else was getting a lot better than me so i started focusing on other stuff um but then once I got more and more and more into graphic design and just loved it, um, you know, illustration is sort of like this weird sibling of graphic design. Like there's a lot of really awesome designers that aren't very good illustrators. And there's a lot of really great illustrators who are great designers, but um, there's definitely some really rad overlap. Um, so a lot of it was that just trying to intermix those things and take inspiration from from comics because I just love them as a hobby uh, and blend that into, into what I was doing with my day job. So. Did you have to learn um, like camera angles and, and stuff, or was that something that you just know kind of instinctually? Um, or did it take some trial and error? Yeah, I think it takes some trial and error. Um, I don't, okay. I wouldn't say it's instinctual, but I do a lot of, uh, especially now, like when I read comics, uh, particularly by artists that I really like, I try to pay attention to that stuff and, you know, um, see what they're doing and why are they using this angle at this scene or why are they showing these details but not these details? Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I, you know, I Google stuff or whatever, but no, mostly it's, it's me trying to take as many cues as I can from people who I think are really successful at it, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm, that makes sense. Do you storyboard as well? 
Um, kind of. I use a lot of 3D models to map out stuff. So, um, so that's that's how I do like my initial layouts. Um, Three 3D models. I'm sorry, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, what do, do you like? Are yeah, we talking like mean? Legos? Or are we talking like something? <laughs> yeah, Lego. Um, no, uh, play Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Yeah, Play-Doh. The like I put it in the oven afterwards. Gardens. <laughs> no, um, uh, I use an Adobe program, and I'm I'm not by any means like a 3D sculptor. I don't know if you guys ever follow those people on Instagram and stuff, but they're incredible. Yeah. Um, but basically, I I would build some stuff in there take some like free resources online um and so like the village i have the the village of zero like the main village in this book i have it laid out in this 3d modeling program oh okay, okay. so i can like take different angles whenever i want um oh cool That's and then neat. use that kind of draw on top of it or, or with it as a reference um, as like a photo reference but it's all yeah. done digitally wow that's neat and so the layouts look terrible because they're like these awkward 3d collages <laughs> with like colors that don't match or anything but it gives me a sense of perspective and you know like yeah uh and i i i like the consistency of feeling like the village is her, her house never looks different you know it's it's the it's the actual house um you're not going to have more windows in a different scene or something like that right wow that's cool i have you heard of anyone doing that before, Eric? That sounds no. That's yeah. Next, like the first time doing it. That's also like the most. Yeah. Like I hate to, like not tech savvy. That's definitely not the correct phrase, but most like, <laughs> like it's like in depth because most people like when they do it, they do storyboards or, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's just kind of like they do like the over descriptive, mm -hmm. uh, and like just short page. So, I mean, it's a new way. It's like it's definitely like a cool way of doing it. Uh, just well, heard it before. It's a good way to cheat too. It helps me like draw. I can draw stuff and not have to worry about um, if it's correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. So it, I, that's a big part of it. Helped me a lot. It definitely got this book done. Well, I, I think that's incredibly awesome. Yeah. Um. So did you do anything by hand, or is it all on the computer? Uh, it's drawn with uh just iPad, Apple Pencil. And Adobe okay. programs. Um, okay. So, um, it's like by hand, but I don't. I don't. You draw it, yeah, but yeah, I don't on, do anything with. The, I don't have inks yeah. here or any original art pages or anything like that. Okay. You uh, talked about saying you drew inspiration from people who are uh, more who are more successful or not or or knew what yeah. they were doing. Like, is there any like particular names that you would say like these people in particular kind of like inspired me or? Yeah, uh, I love Jeff Lemire. I love his work and I love his art. Um, I've read a few like Tilly Walden books recently. She's really great. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, re I've re read a lot of like Brian Lee O'Malley's books and a lot of like uh, first, second or top shelf books, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I read, I remember buying Sweet Tooth. Um, as it came out from Jeff Lemire and his, I mean, his art is sometimes like divisive with some people, but to me, there was something like really uh, accessible about it. And I mean that in like a good way, but just sort of like, oh, this isn't, I mean, I love superhero comics too, but some of that art is just so, I'm like, I will never be able to draw that 
impeccably, you know, detailed and just anatomy and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But when you see some of these indie artists and you're like, I still really like this book, it made right. me feel like <laughs> I could, I feel like I could do this. Like I could draw in a way that has my own, have my own style without feeling like I can't do it because I'll never be, you know, yeah. Steve McNiven or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we like indie uh, comics too, right, Eric? Yeah, you get, <laughs> well, I mean, like, you get like, there's, you get new creative storylines that, I mean, I love, that too. I mean, I love DC, I love Marvel, I love mm-hmm. all that great stuff, but like, you get some really cool, unique things too. And then um, also, like, it is like, it's always impressive when you can have somebody, like, you say your art's not that good. Your art is actually really good, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> Thank um, you. But like, you are also able to draw consistent, which is something that like is hard to do. I mean, like I don't have to be like, who's this character again? Why does this character look different from panel to panel or page yeah. to page or even chapter to chapter? Your character, I mean, looks consistent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you without meeting us or knowing us, yeah. you sent us a graphic novel yes. to read and you're doing the show. <laughs> you're, you're on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, but like uh, this would have been, I I think this could have been difficult if the if the art wasn't there. Yeah. But the, the art and the story are there. Why don't we talk a little bit about the comic now? Like okay. the, actual, the actual heavy kill. Uh, so it's a it's a village in. Uh, or do you want to introduce it? That that's probably easiest. Yeah. yeah. Why, why don't we ask the author? You know, the guy who wrote and illustrated it to describe his own story, or else. Oh, I was talking to you, Eric. Oh, you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's no. Okay. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I like watching you guys try to get there. Um, no, yeah. Uh, it's it's a horror story set in uh, a really primitive village, no electricity or uh, guns or anything. Um. And they, it's a very small village in, in the forest. Uh, it's not necessarily like a specific time or place per se. Well, it's a specific village, obviously, but not like a certain country or anything. Um, yeah, and basically people just start getting brutally killed in the middle of the night. And this girl who lives there is, ends up kind of being in the center of it and trying to figure out what's going on and how to protect people. Nice. I couldn't have explained it better myself. Uh, oh, you know what? We didn't even talk about what spoilers are and what spoilers are not. So uh, I don't know how in-depth in you want to go talking about the story. That's up to you guys. I mean, it, I feel like there's some uh, foundational elements of the story that are a little spoilery, but I don't know how, okay. how much you guys get well, there. Normally. I mean, so I mean, it's just, there's, it's just the mystery. So... This isn't a, a spoiler. Uh, in the first chapter, people die, and you even describe that way. Uh, the, the heart <laughs> yeah. of the mystery is uh, there's a lot of dead people. In there's a lot of dead people. <laughs> there's a lot of dead people. Yeah. 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 What's causing these people to become dead, and then how do they stop these people from becoming dead? It's like the kind of the. It's like it's, it's a, a, it's a very Thirteenth Warrior sort of vibe, right? Like, yes. uh, yeah, like yeah. something's killing us and. Something's there's, killing us in the middle of the night. What's killing us? Okay, now that we know it's killing us, how do we stop them from killing us? Or right, how do we deal with this now that people are dead? Yeah, people are becoming dead. Mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah that's the basic the basic idea um and i i tried to write it in sort of three acts um so basically just sort of like here's a normal village here's where stuff goes wrong and then here's where stuff goes really wrong <laughs> oh that's great that's yeah. a good um what what was the inspiration or or how did this come come out of your head <laughs> um you already talked about this briefly you talked about it yeah let's, let's follow up with that yeah um i i do you live in a small town that I don't. has mysterious I don't okay small town. okay Were you trained by your father to <laughs> well, in the art of sword play right no not at all um <laughs> richmond is richmond is small compared to a lot of places especially chicago um but i i've i've definitely been in small communities so to speak like worked in very small companies um okay been in churches with like small groups of people where you're kind of seeing each other all the time and everybody's sort of reliant on each other yeah um yeah. but a lot of this was just sort of thinking about like i don't know what's there's I like the idea of the primitive village because there's so uh, there's so much knowledge that they don't have about the world around them. And I think that makes things a lot scarier because they really don't know what's out there, what's going on. They don't have, you know, communication with all these other people. It's, it's just them. Um, so I thought there was something really, I don't know, terrifying about that, being in that type of situation and not having a resource to go run to or talk to or to try to figure it out you know yeah that's cool that's cool no because they very much are on their own um like you don't like you you don't like not it's not really a spoiler like you don't introduce new characters so it's not all of a sudden like halfway through the storyline like there's no uh hero coming in it's like these people are that's the vibe I got from it. It was the thing. That's what it was. I was thinking this the entire time. <laughs> that's what the vibe of the show was. Was the I thing. love the thing. I love yeah. that the original movie. I think it's fantastic. yeah. I know it's fantastic. Like that's how I would describe it. It's the thing in comic book form. Not to spoil it, but because that's not really a spoiler. But like there is something happening and they don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I'll definitely take that. Sorry, I was trying. A, that was I was trying. That was on the tip compliment. of my tongue the entire time. Yeah, no, so I, I think um, I've kind of got this perspective just for me. I'm not saying this is like universal, but I think the scariest stuff is when you're isolated, when you don't know what's happening and when it's inevitable. Um, and I think the thing is like that. They're stuck in this Arctic place. They don't know anything about what's going on. And yet there's a feeling of like, you're also not going to get away from it. Um, I feel the same way about like the original alien film. Like I've, I've watched that a lot and thought about like, why is this so well done and so scary? Um, so yeah, obviously this is not necessarily a science fiction book or anything, but I, I try to take a lot of cues from that type of tension and feeling in the story. Yeah. It's well paced. It's really yeah. well done. Really impressive. Thanks. Um, Very much so. Yeah. Did you know each villager in your head, like that lived in this town, or? Yeah, I I tried to, as a general with anything creative, I try to over prepare. So I mapped okay. out the village. I mapped out. I did make a list of people and like what their 
roles are in the village. Um, okay. Because it's kind of like a like a commune, like they're not, you know, there's no money or anything really. Um, but I also intentionally didn't want to give a list or something. I wanted to be able to pepper in random people and, you know, have kind of background characters so you don't have a exact knowledge of who's in there. But yeah, I, I definitely had a um, a plan for who, who does what. Uh, and then obviously the characters that are more focused on, I, I fleshed them out a little bit more and what they were doing and how I wanted them to develop throughout the book. Okay, cool. And uh, notepads are like all on the computer, your notes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if you did anything by hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have, so there is a previous guest we had named Psycho who is... Okay who will fight you uh, if you don't do everything by hand. He's very much a hand-drawn, okay. that's the way to go, that's what people want. So yeah. we always yeah. find it interesting to see different perspectives and whether Yeah, you not... won't like me. Oh, okay. You won't, we won't. <laughs> no, no, no. Eric loves oh. talking about Psycho too. He was a, he was a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, and he's like, and if you don't do it hand drawn, you're wrong. You're bad. You should I mean, he bad. was completely normal. The the whole interview, yeah. he's like, we're like, why is he like called psycho? Like who would call him that until we get to this, like whether or not it's hand drawn or drawn on the computer. And then he went psycho. I mean, he just went psycho about it. Yeah. 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 So, and we're like, oh, that's it. That's, that's where funny. he got the name from. That's funny. Um, so <laughs> Originally, I had a notebook that I was writing down things in Ooh. by hand with a pen. Nice. Um, and that was when, <laughs> you know, like I was saying, like five, six years ago, just sort of on my nightstand or whatever. Um, but once I got into the nitty gritty, uh, it's, it's I just have a folder of like a billion Google Docs. Um, and honestly, that type of thinking... I do have like mixed feelings on it. Um, there's a tattoo art. Richmond has a lot of tattoo artists. Um, and the one that I've been to the most, he does stuff by hand. And he's, he's kind of like that. Like I want to draw stuff by hand. I don't want to use an iPad. I don't want to do anything like that. And there's something really cool about art that's handcrafted. But uh, for me, I sort of had to get over that feeling and just be like, you know, 99% of the comics I read, I don't finish them and go, I wonder how did he draw that? I want to know exactly what he did. It's the, yeah. the process is a beautiful part of creativity, but the end product is what's important to the people that are going to read it. Um, yeah. So in that sense, part of me is because I felt insecure about using digital stuff all the time and that somebody would be like, well, you're cheating or you're, you're not doing it the right way or whatever. But then I was like, you know what? They are not even going to know. They're just going to read the book and like it. And if they want to find out, they can. I mean, I got no shame or anything, but, uh, but I, you know, if you want to make comics, you should, you should make comics the way that you can uh, and make them look as good as you can. And if that's not the same process as somebody else, I don't, I don't think that's a problem, you know? Well, I found this to be a weird hybrid of like, I could tell this was hand drawn, mm -hmm. um, but it didn't look anything like, you used a pen ever, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause like the line weights would be the same um, mm -hmm. for some of it, but like one, one time I, I, I don't know if I was pulled out, but I, I did like maybe uh, within the first couple of chapters, I did like look at the panels mm -hmm. and try and see if it was like a weird 
wobbly panel template. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like really trying to figure out how you drew the panels. So like the um, borders? Yeah. Because Did they're you not, figure it out? They're not exact. No. But I all I could maybe think is like you held a ruler to the screen and it came out wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So uh so I actually I drew another book on the same grid and I drew all of those panels, um, the borders, and okay. then I basically imported them onto my computer. And so I have like a master file of a bunch of borders. So I would take random ones and paste it into here because uh, I was just, I was trying to think through how can I make this um, look good, but also save myself as much time as possible so that I am motivated to keep going. So I really like hand drawn panel borders, but uh, it, yeah, I don't know, it just adds a little bit of time and I didn't feel like that was necessary. So I basically have an, an Adobe Illustrator file on my computer that's got like a hundred already drawn borders and then I would just throw them in there. I see, so, so. some of them are duplicates then, sort of. Yes, no, there definitely are, but okay. uh, but I did space them out, so. Yeah, people okay. like you wouldn't figure it out, but now no, like, I would not. Know, <laughs> I would not know that you had that in there because, like, well, I mean, like, so I'm. This is what our podcast is for, though. Breaking well, like, this down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, for example, I'm on page sixty-nine. I'm looking at this right now, and this mm -hmm. is a forest panel at night, and the background is in a forest, so like the trees are distinct. I mean, you may have Bob Ross in that, like the trees are all done the same way, but they are different enough and unique enough that, like. I would not have realized you were using a generic format for any of these, like just based sure. off of just stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I, I wanted it to feel that way. I didn't, I mean, there's a few panels that are like copy and paste and you do change the face or something like that, but most of it is all drawn individually. Um, cause I just like that vibe, you know, are they, and then secondly, like the shading, how did you make the shading with the, with the half? The half, half tones in there? Yeah, the half tone dots. Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Um, or like zip tones is what some people use. But right. uh, so I would draw the, the, the ink, so to speak, you know, for all the, the panels. And then I would just draw like gray in there. Um, and then okay. I created the patterns in, in Illustrator. Um, so then when I put it on my computer to letter and all that kind of thing, this is all lettered on the computer. Um, yeah. I would swap, swap that gray out for the, for the half tones. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And that was another thing I had drawn a few other books that I had like three or four variations. Um, and so I wanted to draw something that was more straightforward. So this one just has like a daytime slash lit scene and then a nighttime and that's it, you know? Um, yeah yeah keeping it really simple and straightforward which helps the story because the story is well, i mean it's not completely simple and straightforward but it you know yeah, they live no in a simple town yeah. yeah yeah i think the the minimalist feel of the artwork helps with the utopian society type of feel you know what i mean yeah i guess uh so is this book pro capitalism is that is that kind of the uh, the theme of the? <laughs> yeah, that's like, exactly. This is what happens to communists. Wait, that how did right. you get that? Because I did not get that at all. Where this is what socialism from? brings you. Uh, well, 
no i mean i know it's a horror book things don't end up great this is about so. the walmart coming to your town as a kid right uh, right yeah no um <laughs> one by one the villagers went to work at walmart no and, i was just convinced this is like, like so for the first half i was just convinced this is a game of werewolf and like there's a werewolf in the village i guarantee it there's a werewolf mm-hmm. and like they show a wolf they're like i bet that's the werewolf and then you know nope yeah. So no spoilers at all, but the no, first, not a spoiler the at first all. scene of this of this book starts with these two kids and a shepherd. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was up with those kids? I, I I think can we talk about the first scene? Sure. <laughs> Is it cool if we talk? We don't have to talk about the rest. Uh no, what was up with those kids? What were those kids on? Were they on drugs? No, they they were hooligans. They were, were bad yeah. guys. They were yeah. stealing. They were stealing the sheep from the shepherd. Yeah, yep. uh, teenagers are dumb. I don't know if you guys figured that out. Yet, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was dumb when I was a teenager. Um, so yeah, they're just they're just screwing around with this guy. What stuff. were they doing I mean, with the sheep though? They had their he had his hands under the sheep. <laughs> I see yeah, what you're doing. Sheep. I don't yeah. think that's what's happening. Were they molesting that sheep? <laughs> they were milking it. They were thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I thought they were milky, but weird. like you never sheep don't have milk. Yeah, <laughs> sheep don't. Well, sheep milk. do have milk. Do they milk? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're mammals. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never heard of sheep milk. Uh, no. Yeah, they're just messing around with them, probably stealing it and taking stuff. Okay. I don't know. I just want them to be. I just remember a lot of kids doing a lot of stupid stuff when I was younger, and me doing stupid stuff for no reason. So. Um, it's just kind of a setup to make them look uh, suspicious, you know, in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Uh, so that once things sort of happen with that shepherd and you see what's going on, you're kind of like, eh, it's kind of hard to figure out who's doing what because it, yeah, it just yeah. looks bad across the board. Yeah, um, that, that was great. Like a lot of the characters I was suspicious of in the first act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess in my mind's, I this kid stabbed the shepherd, but that didn't actually happen. No, I mean he did like not as <laughs> I, I thought he I thought he stabbed him at the beginning. Yeah. He he does pull out a knife to be like, I'm gonna stab you or whatever. So I right, mean, right. But I thought it happened. And then he's threatening him. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know the government does nothing. Thanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is a little bit of a theme throughout it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I like there's so as you guys saw, like there's this group, the tribunal, that's basically like three old dudes who kind yeah. of make the big decisions for the village. Um, and I, I don't know, I just liked the idea of, and I feel like I've had these experiences of them. They don't really come across as, at least I didn't want them to come across as like bad guys. Like they're trying to do their best, but it's also just like really frustrating that they never really get to the point that they should be. Um, I don't know. I've been in situations like that at work or in social stuff where it's like, I can see that you're trying to like play it fair, but like we got to take a risk at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, that's a good theme. It, it, it was, uh, it adds to the tension too, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Some, so definitely a story maybe born from the quarantine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a story, a story of the time. 
Um, cool. Jared, uh, Eric, you got anything else? Um, I wanted to talk about those kids. Okay. Uh, you just want to well, see I, if I was how, how come you show or any particular, like, is the <laughs> female lead, like, uh, modeled after anybody, like your wife or anybody, or just, no? Uh, yes and no. Um, I, I have a lot of, uh, a disproportionate amount of friends and family with mental health stuff. Um, and so I wanted somebody who felt who, I mean, if you grow up in a small village, you don't know anybody else. I could totally see somebody like this, just being frustrated and sad all the time. Like there's nobody here. There's nothing to do. Um, but I also think it frames her as a good sort of, uh, unexpected hero, like maybe not to the reader, but to the other people in the village, like this, girl is not the person who's going to step up and like save the day or come in and help us. You know, she's, she doesn't even like being here really. Um, so that was a lot of the, the influence on that, just trying to find a character that definitely had that strength inside of them, but didn't necessarily probably was underrated by the people around her, you know? Yeah. I know. Thank you. Uh, that was my question. Um, I don't have anything else unless well let's talk about when it comes out mm-hmm. yeah so uh it's coming out on march 16th um i'm doing pre-orders right now and throwing in some goodies for for people who pre-order um and then it is going to be posted as like a web comic uh after it's released so i'll start posting pages every you know like two pages a week or something so people want to buy the book they can read the whole thing or if they just want to read along online for free um it'll take a while but yeah it'll be coming out that way too there's like a little preview on your on your website it's heavykill.com yep yeah heavykill.com um so that's where they can get it is um they want to order it just go to the website heavykill.com yeah uh they can order it on there um like i said they've got some goodies if you pre-order i'm also doing like a deluxe edition um and i'm only making that available at pre-order so it won't be for sale anymore after the book comes out and uh it's just got like a a different kind of textless cover and it's got some concept art and uh some guest art in the back and that kind of thing um yeah cool cool yeah it's a really cool story thanks i'm glad you guys liked it Uh, it was a good it was a really good story again it did not go the way i was expecting it but it definitely did not like it definitely was not in a bad way though either she's $25 is not too much money either no not for this size for the deluxe edition yeah yeah the deluxe is 25 the regular is 15 um i you know it's uh i want people to if they're even remotely interested in it to be like oh well that's not a lot of money i might as well buy it you know like i'm not trying to make a ton of money off this thing i just want people to read read the book and, and enjoy it. Uh, so. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. So. Uh, and you can follow heavy kill. It's heavy kill underscore comic. Yep. On Instagram was heavy kill yep. comic taken or did you, was the underscore purposefully placed? Well, heavy kill was taken. Heavy was kill. Annoying. Um, but- <laughs> Heavy Kill uh, is a dubstep producer. I was looking at. I'm looking at right now. Okay. So that's what, oh, yeah. that's what got taken by originally because I was looking. Undermined by dubstep. 
again. <laughs> Just kidding. There's, uh, there's quite a bit of heavy kill. Like, like lots of people like that name. <laughs> it's a well, good name. Hey, you chose I sniped the, name. the URL, so there's yeah. that. Yeah, that's um, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> it's there. It's out there. It's, it's somewhere. You guys will Heavy kill it. underscore comic. Yeah, on Instagram. Um, on Instagram. Just posting some art and stuff like that on there. Um, and then obviously once it's out, we'll be posting a lot more too. Yeah, and updates once it yeah comes out. That's great. Yeah. Have you have you got a print at home? Like you have a, a, a preview yet? No. You don't have a preview? Oh, okay. No. Uh, I will be. I wanted to wait and see how pre-orders went, so I could have some more money to offset the cost. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm ordering them soon, um, which is nerve wracking, by the way. But uh, where are you ordering from? Uh, I. I used a site called uh, Mixum.com. Mixum, um, cool. Yeah, they yeah. do good work. Yeah. yeah, I ordered some of the single issue stuff that I had done and I liked how it turned out. So, oh, um, cool. Yeah. But this will be a hardcover, so it's a little bit different. Right. Um, and you do design, so you kind of know how to set up page pages for a print. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I have done way too much of it uh but <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's definitely good to know and it's very helpful but sometimes it's frustrating um just because i see everything that like i literally get paid sometimes to look at a print proof and tell you what's wrong with it so when this book comes i will know like oh man this is but yeah it's yeah. okay that's cool that's funny yeah because you never know if like it's gonna get sucked into the the um the spine of the book you know uh yeah i mean i've got pretty big margins because it's a because it's a lot longer story yeah that's right yeah 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 it's a it's a longer story and um yeah we'll see hopefully i don't end up with like hundreds of books that i'm frustrated with the printing of but i'm sure it'll be fine i'm not too worried about it i'm actually really excited to see them and uh i don't know i want my ideal experience with comics is reading a really nice hardcover. Uh, I love like the oversized collections of image books and omnibuses and stuff. So um, it'll be cool to see my book printed in, in, in your hand. So like, that's how I want people to read it theoretically, um, just because that's how I enjoy comics. So I'm excited to see it and hold it. There was a really funny Reddit post on comics, r slash comics, you know? Uh -huh. Uh, somebody was like, I like reading omnibuses, but I can't hold the book. Like I'm too weak <laughs> to hold the book. Does no, anybody actually... have an advice for like a table or like a how to hold the book? And like, there was all this like advice about like just getting single issues and everything. I just said, I... you gotta lift bro. You gotta yeah. lift. <laughs> Use it, put it on a pillow or a table or something. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I follow that stuff too. And every now and then people are like, Hey guys, I uploaded a YouTube tutorial on how to open a book, and they're like not being sarcastic at all. I know, I, I don't like understand. And I'm like, what? What is? What hobbies am I into? This is weird. But <laughs> it's hard to be like in the same grouping as people like that, right? Like, oh, we like comics. We're in the same Venn diagram. I mean, love the craft. I'm I'm cool with that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, takes all kinds. Jared, thanks for coming on. 
Thank you so Absolutely. much. This yeah, is thank you guys. incredible achievement. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys having me and uh, connecting with me and, and reading it too, reading the yeah. book. That's really thank, cool. So Thank you for letting us read it. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. And make sure you check it out, heavykill.com. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.